This is the Muscles and Management Podcast, where we build your body and your business. Talking all things training, sports performance, and business for athletes and aspiring coaches to enhance your training and better your career. Muscles and Management is brought to you by Challenger Strength with your host, Jerry DeFilippo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 214 of the Muscles and Management Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, greatly appreciate it. We are in the first episode of the Only Strength Era. Uh, Mike, welcome as usual. Um, I know both of you, both of us have been talking about this. We're excited uh, to get the official sign-up launched. Um, you know, talk to me. How are you feeling about things? Uh, good. I, I'm excited. I think everything's uh, laying out pretty well. People are joining, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's been good. So obviously we're in the process of converting everybody that um, essentially signed up for the early interest email to then purchase now, which is obviously a process who opens an email and forgets to do it, you know, who um, maybe got gets cold feet, you know, so we're, we're slowly essentially converting um, you know, everybody over to that. So that's the process we're going through right now. Um, but it, it's good. So if you haven't gone on yet, essentially I have the link now. So on the challenger strength website, I now replaced, um, the early interest, uh, Dropbox for your email with the direct sign up. And I also specify that if you use the code first month, all one word, for f- and first is F-I-R-S-T, not one S-T. It's F-I-R-S-T-M-O-N-T-H, first month. 50% off for month one is valid until 11-2. So you get a little bit of a bonus for signing up early ahead of the technical official um, November 1st launch. You go on and we basically are running it through a website where it you sign right in through that website and make payment through that website. And that is where all the videos are located for the video database. It's really cool. It comes with it. Mike did a great job uploading what we have so far. It comes with a search bar. So search the keyword of the exercise you're looking for. It's also grouped into a strength section, a speed and jump section, a warm up session, uh, section and a, uh, movement and mobility section. So, um, a majority of the videos are in the strength and the jumps right now, but I'm going to be getting to some more, um, movement-based things throughout this next week or two. So you go through there, you sign up through there, use the code, and then uh, above uh, on the top, it also gives you the link to get your uh, members forum account set up that we are running on Discord. So that is where you will directly get access to interact with me, interact with other members, ask me questions, all things like that. So um, you know, go check that out if you haven't yet. I'll throw the link in the show notes. Um, you know, the official launch is 11-1, but as I said, 50% off if you get on this week, uh, you get access to the videos, and then you'll see more videos getting uploaded this week, next week, the week after. It's going to just keep on getting built up. Um, and then I believe we'll wait till the week of 11-8 to do our first members Zoom, which will be a uh, code provided. Mike, when everyone signs up, we get emails, Correct. Yep, we can send out emails to everyone. Um, officially signed up? Yep, and we'll also have uh, on the page that has all the exercise stuff, there'll be um, a category that says uh, upcoming live Q&As. And we'll, or and we'll drop it on them. the Discord too. 
Yep, it'll be on the Discord. We'll it'll be on the Discord. exercise page, and they'll also get an email. Yeah, um, and then those will be recorded. So if you miss it, you can go back and get uh, access to those as well. And those will be anywhere from sixty to ninety minutes. It's going to start out with just me, and then I, as I said, eventually I want to start to get uh, coaching friends involved and as, as guests every so often. So um, excited for that. Be on the lookout for more announcements, and uh, let's get rolling with that. Enough of that for today. I want to get to um, tweets and questions for the week. So, Mike, what do you got for me? All right. Here we go. Let's go with. So the first one I have here is just um, a video of, let's see here to get. So fun way to engage athletes in some longer core training. Plank pinball is one I want to bring back more often. And it's a video of you and it's uh, one of your athletes. Use a uh, lax or, or lacrosse or tennis ball on the flat side of a BOSU ball. See how long you can keep the ball on. Make it competitive and let athletes have fun. Yeah, I, I think it popped up in my memories or something. And I was like, oh, like this was a couple of years ago. I haven't I hadn't tweeted it since the first time I dropped it. So let me uh, you know, blast it out there. Just something fun to do. Uh, one of the few uses I like to, to do with a BOSU ball. Um, Essentially, just a fun way to get some instability in a plank and spice up a regular plank variation and, you know, get the athletes engaged. It's competitive, trying to keep the ball on the BOSU ball. Um, if you're looking to work on more like muscular endurance for the core, um, if you were to ask me, I would tell you straight up that like the best bet for core training is heavier and more dynamic. But there are times, just like with every other part of our body, where the endurance or longer side, uh, of the equation is something we want to work on. So I think for a situation like that, it's a really cool alternative to kind of get the athletes engaged in their planks and in their core training. Um, so it's cool. I mean, it, it got a lot of good feedback and a lot of people liked it and didn't get any snarky comments or any bullshit. So uh, it must be doing something right for that not to happen. <laughs> All right. I have another one here. Uh, average athletes think train every day. Elite athletes take planned days of rest. Average athletes prefer six days of mediocre training. Elite athletes do three or four days of intensity. Average athletes are too busy to train in in-season. Elite athletes prioritize it. Mindset matters. Yeah, I just think like, okay, so obviously I talk all the time about like, you got to be consistent, you got to train, but like there's that fine line between that and then like doing too much and being reckless and irresponsible. So I think right. when you start to look at it from that side of things, it's like, okay, like, you, you get, you're doing the bare minimum, right? So let's say you take it a step further and like, you're someone that, you see, here's, here's my problem. I often find <clears throat> that like the people that the kids that want to come and do something six days a week and always do something, their training isn't like actually stuff that's good for them. They want to just hit arms every day. Um, they want to train until they're fatigued and tired and can't move their legs. Like they go for that instant gratification and I think there's something to be said of the elite athlete that knows, hey, my plan is three to four days a week. Um, you know, it's, I almost liken it to, uh, let's just say, like you have money invested in the stock market. Mm -hmm. The disciplined investor has a plan. They only check it every so often. They're not like looking every day up, down, up, down. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Whereas like the, the, the athletes that like, need to feel like they're doing something every day to get like they're getting something out of it. Like they want to get that instant gratification in the sense of I feel sore. So I feel accomplished. I think there's so much more discipline involved in following an actual plan structure where, Hey, you're training three to four days, two hours, like intense. And like you have designated days off 
that you actually need to utilize to make sure that you're getting the benefits of the training you're doing on those other three to four days. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing that, there's a chance you could be doing all this work and you don't see the results. You're overtrained, you're overreached, and you don't see those results. And I think the the aside from like, okay, the average athlete like is is doing their their work and they're doing what they're supposed to do. I think what separates the average athlete from the elite one is that ability to know that, you know, days off are just as much a part of the plan as days of training. You know what I mean? For sure. So like you gotta space things out a little bit and like you can't have that mentality that you have to be doing something every single day because when it comes to that like if you're a general you know population person who just goes to the gym to get in shape yeah maybe you could train five six days a week but when you're an athlete and you're doing intense sprints or heavy lifts or intense jumping and then you have a practice schedule for your sport and all of your outputs are maximal and really intense you can't afford to just not give yourself days off because then you don't have the energy and the ability to exert what you need to exert in those sessions nor do you have the time to recover and let those things that you're doing actually like allow adaptations to occur. For sure. But like, to me, that's the biggest difference between the average athletes I see and the more elite level athletes I see is the average athletes I see, they look at the gym as like, oh, I only enjoy the gym and only have fun training if I'm, you know, getting my arms pumped or if I'm doing um, something that makes me feel really sore. Like they only feel like they accomplished something if they walk out and they're feeling dead versus the high level athlete looks at it and says like, I got good sprint work in today. My mechanics were good. I hit my my five rep lift on deadlift. Like I walked out of here not feeling horrible, but I know I did the work that I had to do. And yeah, there's going to be times that are going to come where you have to push yourself enough to feel fatigued like that. But like, that's not the only thing that they look forward to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, the, the, the elite athlete sees the bigger picture in my mind. And I've said this on like one of the most uh, recent episodes about like discipline to not train is just as much as the discipline to go train. Yeah, you've talked about that in the past. And I think that says a lot. Like, what, okay, you're off today. Can you be responsible and sit home and not go to the gym and do something stupid? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, that's the main thing with that. And a lot of these things, when I put stuff out like that, it, it's not just like me thinking of it. It's like things I'm seeing every day with our athletes. You know what I mean? For sure. <clears throat> Whether it's the difference between the athletes that are already at a D1 level versus the ones that are like in the high school age and they're not on the trajectory to go that way. Or whether it's even if you don't have the athletic ability, like you don't have the division one skill set for your sport, but maybe you have a division three skill set for your sport, which is still a really hard level to play at, but you still have the work ethic to want to accomplish everything you can in the right way. Um, there, I even see the difference between high school athletes, one that's on that college sports trajectory and one that's not you often see a big difference in two different areas. First and foremost, it's like who's going to put more work in and commit more time to train and prioritize it. But once you cross that minimal threshold, you look at it in the sense of like who understands the process here and what we're trying to get done and, you know, who wants to go to Planet Fitness every day and just crush their biceps. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with hitting biceps. We love doing curls, but I'm just like, that's <laughs> only, if that's the only thing that like, you know, gets you up to train and makes you happy and, and feel fulfilled, then, you know, you're not going to be long for being an athlete. You know what I mean? Yep. hundred percent. So what do you got next? Uh, one more. Uh, so you've talked a little bit about this, but I'm just wondering if you have more to elaborate or if, you know, someone, something you want to discuss on it. So average coach, I don't want to post too much free stuff. People will steal it and I won't be special or, or I won't be special or make money. Elite coach. I want to post as much good free content as I can. If my free content's good, they'll wonder how great stuff is if I charge for it. Yeah. I mean, listen, 
you know, I, maybe I maybe this is maybe I'm nuts for giving away this bit of intel here. Maybe you'll think I'm ridiculous for this, but like, <laughs> if I put up a video, right, and like I go in, like I make it really good, it gets a few thousand likes because it's so detailed, or it, it spells everything out for you, or it gives you the video ex- as examples of the exercise, and I post that, and it starts to go off, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? I have a membership now. Okay. If that video is popping off and I comment underneath it, hey, if you want stuff like this, even more in depth, you know, pay $99.99 a month to actually have me answer questions as to why we did what we did in the video, how you do what you did in the video, how you build up to what you did in the video, what went on outside of what's in the video. Like a a follower commented on that tweet and said something really insightful. Um, You get free content, you pay for context. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good. And then think about that, right? Like you pay, you, you get free content and you pay to then get further context. Yeah. 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 I like that. So like, for me, it's like, if I can use free stuff, that's good. That catches someone's attention. It builds me more followers, which is good in the grand scheme of things. Like number one, I love getting more followers because it allows me to have more people to share my stuff with. Mm-hmm. which I always said from the beginning was a goal of mine. Like you have these accounts like overtime and bleacher report that have all these followers and they sometimes share BS training. And it's like, if, if Jerry's Twitter can have 40,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand followers, it's a good platform to like show people the good things that are going on. Even yeah. if it's not my direct content, it's me sharing what someone else did, which I often do. Like how many times do I highlight pro athletes, like what they're doing with their coaches? Yeah. And then guess what? I tag those coaches and it gets them even more not- notoriety. But not even like, you know, they need it. Like you got a guy like Mo Wells who works with some of the highest level athletes in professional sports. But like, you know, maybe more people can know about him. If my Twitter following's big and it gets more eyes on him and he's really good at what he does. And he's one of the people out there that's doing stuff with pro athletes that isn't eyewash. And I did a breakdown on him with Justin Jefferson last week. Then that's Mm -hmm. great. I want that to happen. He deserves that. And that more people should know who he is. Versus like more people knowing about the guy that makes Alvin Kamara bounce around on BOSU balls. (laughs) <laughs> right so like that guy gets blasted out on bleacher report well guess what now there's a challenger who has you know maybe not the following of bleacher report but i'm growing every day that can blast out what mo wells is doing with justin jefferson and guess what more kids get to see that now versus when they only got to see the bs on bleacher report mm-hmm. so that's that's the, the biggest thing i love about building a following yeah i'm human everybody loves to be known right so that's cool um but the, the main point of the tweet was like if you're protecting your content and you're not putting stuff out there because you're worried that one, someone local to you is going to take it and and steal all your people. I mean, you just got to have more faith and more um, confidence in the ability you have to execute and make things your own and like provide something that's outside of the pen and paper or outside the program on Excel that like is going to give the kids something or the athletes, the adults, whoever it is, something more than what your competitor would give if they just had your exact uh, program. Mm-hmm. Right. But you also can't worry about like about that stuff. Like I could put out the most detailed thread ever, but like any questions someone has beyond that aren't on there. Like you're not going to like, it's not just me perpetually locked in the thread, just answering those questions. Right. Just like you could take a program I made for an athlete for six weeks you don't know what I would do for the six weeks after that. Would I repeat it? Would I do something else? If I repeat it, what would I do the weeks after that? Like you don't have any insight into the brain or the context that's driving those decisions. 
So you can't be afraid of that. Like if you're a coach, you have to share that stuff. And then, like I said, from a business perspective, if I put out really good free stuff, it gets grow, helps me grow, which then helps me to reach more people. So then where I get to the point where if I want to do something that's even more in depth and like the guy said, context driven, you do a membership like I'm doing for the smaller subset of people that really, really, really want to dig in and get more access and learn things and, and know more. And you could do, get exposure for that based on the free stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not some like evil plan. It just it it makes sense. Yeah, for if I sure. would never share anything on my page and had a thousand followers. We're not going to get one person to sign up for my membership, right? That's one. That's one person I could help versus you know a hundred that already signed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the biggest thing people have to get over. And then let me tell you something too. Have you seen much of this lately? I, I mean, maybe you, obviously you don't follow the people in the space that I do, but like this bullshit about like trying to poo poo or, or make coaches who post a lot feel badly. Like, Oh, if they were so busy coaching in person, <laughs> they would, they would, uh, well, I know. Them. Yeah. Uh, you, I can't remember some, one of those like soccer. I remember like that soccer guy a few weeks ago, his, his, Oh, that his, Louis re, guy? his retort to you was he's too busy training people in person to, to like do to whatever. Like, dude, like, I just did that all day, bro. Yeah. I want it, bro. I'm not even joking. I might do it tomorrow. I would love to just do a day in the life kind of like tweet follow for the day and just start posting everything I did in a given day. Because I don't be, think people understand. Yeah. yeah. Like today, for example, get up, answer, you know, text about rescheduling appointments or who's coming in the gym or doing whatever. So hundreds of parents. Um you know, answer people about the membership and getting signed up, um, you know, go, uh, get up, come here, get questions over to you for this podcast episode, record this podcast episode, go back into the gym. Cause I go off, to, I go off. And if you guys didn't know this, and I think I've talked about this a little bit, but, um, I record this show currently, we're going to, we're making a change, but I, right now this will probably be the last day I do it. I've been recording the show for the last several months in the back storage closet um at the gym it's like off to the side because it was easier than doing it at home and then having to come here afterwards i can just kind of like have some peace and quiet and then like do this with you and then go edit it while i'm at the gym still yeah but you know we're doing this episode it goes out this week and then mike and i are going to start doing friday morning so i can get my microphone back and just like make sure the audio quality is good and just not feel as rushed and all that kind of stuff so anyway it's it's funny that i talk about it today because it's the last week we're doing it but um you know, I'm doing that. Then I'm going to go back in the gym. I'm going to edit this thing and I'm going to send it over to you. You can attest to this. I do it every week. Um, then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write out the newsletter for the week for everybody. So I'm going to send that over to you. Um, in the process of doing that, I have a couple of calls to take with some people who are looking to come in to start training. Um, I have to get program a couple of programs done for our other location we have now at the baseball facility in Kenilworth at Gamers. Um, I have to get the programs ready for that. Uh, one of my coaches, James will be over there, you know, running all of that today. So I have to make sure all the programs are done for that. Check in with him, make sure everything's ready to go for that. I have to make sure everything's ready to go for our schedule and, and how we're allocating work to be done at our main place in Wayne. So then I have probably starting at two o'clock, we'll see between teams and private clients, about 60 people come in. So that that's today. And then I get done at 8.30, 
I do a, try to do a social media post. If I haven't done a couple, I'll go home, answer more emails, <laughs> and then the cycle repeats itself. And I love every bit of it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're not willing to put that time in or you don't have the capacity to put that time in, don't try to tell me that someone can't coach people and make programs and do all that while also posting on social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And this implication that, like, someone, because they have built a big following on social or, you know, do anything like that, can't possibly be a big coach is just ridiculous. If you are too lazy, not skilled enough, or don't have it in you to, you know, put interesting or thought provoking stuff out there to build a following while coaching at the same time, and that makes you feel inferior, that's fine. But like, you're really showing it off when you start to make people feel badly about doing that. So if you're a young coach, old coach, whoever it is listening to this, and you're worried about, you know, trying to build your online presence, if you want to do it, if it's something you genuinely have interest in, you don't have to do it. If you don't, if it's something you don't have interest in, then that's fine. But if it's something you want to do, then don't listen to those people because you can do it. So uh, I guess that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you covered that. All right. Want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Jerry, longtime fan of the podcast and your content you put out. I signed up as one of the first 250 for the Only Strength app and the code. You- oh, read that, read that. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> and the code. Uh, you emailed says that it was either invalid or redeemed already. Are there any steps to take before being able to use it? Thank you. <laughs> you have any you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Let me answer this one. All right. So as as um some people may know, the people that signed up early, they get a code. It's first month, all one word, and that gets them half off their first month. Um moving forward after that, it automatically will be the regular price of $9.99. But Jerry is offering for the first month. Because one, he's such a great and amazing person. Oh, but two, um, you know, we're just growing it. Uh, there's not as many videos right now as there's going to be. We're going to be pounding out a ton more. The Discord is just getting started. This is all kind of like you know the beta version, the 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 kind of growth platform. And Jerry it, wanted yeah, it's to. Gonna, it's going to take us a full month to like really yeah. have everything like pop in the way it's supposed to be. And Jerry wanted to give people a chance that support him and our followers of him to get a little bit of a discount the first month. So there you go. Um, and truthfully, I think you may have said this before, but th- I have a feeling this is going to grow to a point where you just simply can't do it for nine ninety nine. But maybe these people that get on early might be grandfathered in potentially. Thought, yes. But anyway, um, so in my opinion, this is going to get to the so big where like we're hosting a Zoom with like eight hundred people on it. Like that, yeah. that's where I see it going. Um, because it's good. You're going to get the first couple hundred people that started out early. And then like, it's going to just keep getting advertised week after week and two people this week, five people the next week. It's just going to keep going. Um, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be an insane community. It's going to be a lot of fun. But like you said, like, I think it's going to get to a point where there's going to be so much involved where like you have to start to outsource to get help to run it. Like it's going to just get to the point where like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it's 15 bucks instead of nine, but if you're in on it now, maybe you'll get, you know, you'll get grandfathered in. Um, Shane, you must have typed it in wrong because I just checked it after I, so guys, Jerry sent this to me for me to fix. And then I, it was right next to the actual podcast question. So I didn't mean to read it, but that's fine. Um, he must've just put it in wrong. We'll reach out to him, make sure he gets taken care of, but first month, all one word, it's still working and it will continue to work until the first of the month. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Randall says, looking for ideas for active recovery for our girls softball players following a three-game series. We're in the playoffs and looking for ideas to help uh, help them feel better. Yeah. So 
I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. My first thing is on this, like, if you can give them the day off, that's great. Like, nothing says recovery better than, like, just not doing anything. Like, being home, getting extra sleep, getting recovered, fueling up, doing all that type of stuff. However, you know, there are going to be times where, you know, you want to, um, you know, you, you have something on the docket to do for training. Or, you know, you just had a long weekend. Monday was an off day. And Tuesday, you normally have training, but you want to just do something recovery-based um, instead of putting them through work. So that's fine. Um, what I would suggest is go on my Twitter and go on the top right search bar and just search recovery circuit. And there's going to be a lot of different examples and things you could do. What I like to do, and there's been a lot of good feedback from the athletes on this, is we like to do a six exercise, usually two two upper body variations and four lower body. And they rotate through them in like a 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off type fashion. Um, and they're like more stretch and movement based. So like T-spine rotations, fire hydrants, inchworms, like all different stuff like that. More movement based stuff. And when you put it in that type of 30 on, 30 off type of setting, you almost, you know, invoke a little bit of that aerobic recovery, like lower heart rate work, uh, capacity type stuff, blood flow. Um, you know, we like to do that. And it also makes the athletes feel like they're actually getting something done versus like, you know, sitting home for two days in a row, if that's kind of where you are with that. So my advice to you coach would be go on my page, search at search, um, Recovery circuits on the top right bar, and you'll find a bunch of different stuff that I've posted over the amount of time. And then that's the structure I would do. We like to do like four to six rounds, give or take. Four rounds of the six exercises would take about 24 minutes. Six rounds would be um, what that six, 36 minutes. So you can structure however you want. If you want to give them, you know, make it really, really low intensity, you can do 30 seconds on, one minute off. Um, sometimes I've had athletes ask if we could do like, if they're, they're feeling pretty good, but we still want to do it. We might do 40 seconds on 20 seconds off. So you have a little less recovery time because they don't need as much. Um, and it makes them, it gives them an extra 10 seconds to get more repetitions done, uh, at their each station. So, um, that's where I would go with that if you could. So day off if you can, but if they've had a day off and now it's a day for training and you know, you, you have something you want to give them, that's not going to beat them up. That's what, uh, I would do. And that's a direction that I would go in. Awesome. All right. Let's see. Hey, Jerry, love your content. It's really appreciated. Question regarding baseball workouts. My son's a sophomore and current and the current SNC coach today did a uh, as many reps as possible workout. It seems strange to me, but wondered your opinion for high school athletes and specifically to a baseball player. Appreciate any feedback. Yeah, so I'm sorry, just, just to make sure I clarify, this is the one asking about the uh, AMRAPs, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, there's a time and place. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people, and this goes back to the whole CrossFit discussion, just they see that CrossFit does as many reps as possible, and that's kind of how the sport and the lifting is structured for them. Um, I generally don't think – it's the best for an athlete because especially a developing one, because maybe they don't have the right movement ability or, or the enough experience with the lift to be able to do the reps with good technical proficiency. And you have the chance of getting hurt or just not getting as much use out of the movement. I think if you do a, a till failure type setting with a more experienced lifter or with a more rudimentary or basic lift, there could be benefits from hypertrophy perspective, but if this is the only training the athletes are doing, they're going to need something that's like, a little more, you know, force producing in nature. So like five reps or less or 
dynamic effort or just like doing a couple reps, moving them as fast as possible. Like, in my opinion, that's the better direction to go in. Um, you know, I, I listen, I don't know the full context. I didn't get to see how they executed it. If it was executed tremendously and it was the coach's broader plan for, hey, this is the day we're trying to get more repetitions done, whereas other days we do the speed work and the strength work or whatever, then maybe there's a, a spot for it. But generally, if that's like the only thing that's being done, um, I, I'm not a, a, a giant fan of that for the reasons that I gave. So, you know, maybe it's something to just be on the lookout for being done every time they train. Um, I would be weary of that. So, um, yeah, that's my answer on that. Cool. All right. Want to do one more? Yeah. A coach, new strength coach for a small local high school for the basketball team. We will only be able to get in the gym three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. My thoughts are because we are only three days. Push, pull, legs would work best. What's your thoughts? Season start February. Yeah. So good question. I would try to urge you if you have three days of training to structure your thing, maybe in a little bit more of a push pull legs kind of just screams like bodybuilder mindset to me Mm -hmm. versus like speed heavy or upper versus lower. Like me personally, if you told me I had three days to work with a team for training, how I would generally structure it would either be, um, yeah, I would most likely go like day one would be a speed based day with kind of like a full body type approach. And, you know, we would go start out with a warm up, do our pogo jumps, do our sprints, do our loaded sprints, do our jumps, do med ball throws. And then you could either treat the full body portion of it as like, you know, push movements, squat movements, hinge movements in more of a dynamic fashion. If they're a little more advanced, you could do. Um, those full body movements can be treated more as a, um, more as a, you know, hypertrophy based type of thing. Um, when you're dealing with younger athletes, maybe you could do like a, um, Monday, let's say they're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you could treat Monday as the sprints, jumps, and then full body strength training. So like the six main movement patterns, push, pull, squat, hinge, single leg variation, whatever it is. Um, and you could do it in a five reps or less kind of strength type thing to go with the speed training. And what you could do is you could do that on both Monday and Wednesday. Um, and then maybe Friday. So then you're getting, so you're getting days where you sprint, you sprint twice a week, essentially. Um, and then Friday, maybe you could just do the strength training portion of that. So it's more of a full body approach, but like if they're younger athletes, we're only training two to three times a week and we've never trained before. Um, you know, they're not going to benefit as much of like from an upper or lower split because they need to kind of just train all of those qualities a couple times a week. Um, the other alternative you can do in the, in the first, uh, scenario that I alluded to is you could go, um, you know, speed and jump training followed by a full body day on day one, you could go upper only on day, day two in the middle of the week. So it gives the legs a chance to rest. And then you can follow up with Friday with sprints, jumps, and then lowers only afterwards. Like that's a, that's a, a, a formula that I like a structure that I like where you get the sprints done twice a week. You have three days off of the lower body in between Monday and Friday. Um, you know, you're getting uh, a full only upper body dedicated day in the middle of the week to build strength in the upper body. And then you're essentially training lowers in some capacity, both on Monday. Uh, and then you're getting the full lower body uh, mix of let's like, say so you do 
sprints and jumps and then you do like a heavy squat or heavy trap bar like heavy single leg exercise like you get that all done afterwards that kind of like checks off a lot of the boxes you're looking to get to while also giving you um the best spread in terms of the schedule so you're not like training legs within twice within like a 48 hour period to me that gives you more of what like a young athlete would benefit for versus like a put the like the whole push pull leg uh scenario like i don't think you, i gotta be honest with you like if i'm working with athletes and they have three training days i mean i really wouldn't be inclined to have two of those three days be upper body focused and only one be lower focused mm-hmm. i mean that could change like you know how much sprint volume are they do accruing in their sport and like are they getting speed-based training into their practices like i don't know what that dynamic is i could give a better answer um in that specific sense if i knew but like if i'm talking i got to get all the things done and accomplish that i need to and you know there's no speed work being done in practice like i want my athletes sprinting twice a week you know i want them probably hitting their legs twice a week like upper body is important but like i don't think i'm ever going to be in a spot where i do uppers twice and legs once in a three-day training split barring that like my athletes are absolutely getting their legs toasted in practice you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. for sure like I, I, I'm an athlete. I want to think and if I have a three day schedule, I'm probably going to want to get legs done twice, not uppers done twice. Yeah. So that's where I, you know, that's where I reside. Um, in that sense, um, if that makes sense, like that's how I would do it. Um, makes it a little less of that formulaic bodybuilder type structure. And it also just gives you the best sense of spread in terms of, like I said, you know, making sure if you're getting legs done, there's a day, a few days in between doing them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, that could be something dependent upon like what the sprint volume and practices are like for the for the players in the sport. So you have to kind of just get a sense of what they're doing with their sport coach, and then you can make those decisions um, a little sharper if you once you you know go over that. Awesome. So uh, and that's it for today. Um, as I said, guys, link for the sign up will be in the show notes. First month, fifty percent off um you know keep on signing up for that mike and i are going to get more videos done throughout the week um i'm actually after i get done with this i'm gonna uh i'm gonna edit this episode out send it over to mike and then uh for for the timestamps, and then start to get more videos done mike i should probably have like 15 to 20 more videos in the strength category on the uh google drive um by the end of today so we can get those up there you know over the next couple days uh and then i also i don't know if i i'll talk to you about this off the show but uh, Sunday, I added some more as well too, so I'll, I'll make sure you saw those. Um, and yeah, we'll keep we'll keep rolling through, guys. Thank you as always for your support. I'm excited for this membership. You know, you're gonna want to be a part of it. It's gonna be um, informative. There's gonna be a lot of content going out. There's gonna be a lot of context going out, and you know, you're gonna have a lot more access to me. So, um, you know, thank you guys as always, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Muscles and Management, brought to you by Challenger Strength. I'm your host, Jerry Filippo, signing off from the show that's changing how we view sports performance, training, and business.